Hello, and welcome to Writing the Coast. I'm your host, Megan Cole, and Writing the Coast is the official podcast of the BC and Yukon Book Prizes. On Writing the Coast, you'll hear conversations with the winners and finalists of the annual BC and Yukon Book Prizes, as well as interviews with book lovers from across the province and territory. My guest for this episode is Jessica von Inner Ebner. Jessica's book, That's My Sweater, is a finalist for the 2023 Christy Harris Illustrated Children's Literature Prize. On this episode, Jessica talks about how her picture book has found an adult audience and about how she's trying to slow down and tell thoughtful stories. Here's my conversation with Jessica von Inner Ebner. Who are you? Who am I? Oh, wow. That's a loaded question. Um, oh, I am many things. I'm a shapeshifter. Um, well, yeah. Well, I am an artist and um, illustrator and author. <laughs> I was going deep in metaphysical yeah. way. Um, yeah, I'm a storyteller. Um, I am a story listener, a story collector. Um and I I love to live my life through stories and and um you know the stories that run through every day the ones that I believe the ones that I've let go of um the ones I love to share um I, I feel like stories are at the core of humanity and how we exist um and uh yeah it's a privilege and it is a responsibility as well to be a storyteller because the stories we tell ultimately can become reality. So, yeah. Yeah. What were some of your favorite picture books as a kid? Oh, the, but so I had a really big favorite. Um, like I, I just, so I loved Richard scary books. I loved finding Lily worm and, and everything. And, um, and all the different vehicles they drove that were random household items and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Salt and pepper um, shakers. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm just like, I want a car like that when I grow up. Yeah. Um, but uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, um, the, oh, just absolutely love that original story and the illustrations. It just, it blew my mind because um, I was just like, wait, food could rain from the sky? that's amazing. You know, um, I was like hoping, you know, one day that it would rain bacon and eggs. <laughs> and it would just be so cool. Um, not thinking about the, the, the leftovers and how, how, uh, how much that would smell, but they had in the book, they had something to take care of that as well. Um, which was phenomenal. Yeah. That was a big one for me. I loved Bill Pete books. Um, I loved his style of storytelling. I believe he was a storyboard artist with Disney. Um, and just his illustrations were absolutely wonderful. And his storytelling was very poignant. Um, they always made you think um, and uh, and they made you laugh. So it was just, it was a, yeah, they were always so beautiful. I actually would go to the library and take out all the Bill Pete books. I was so selfish. <laughs> and just squirrel away and read them repeatedly. Yeah. I, I used to work at a, a library and I know that you are not the only one who like, you know, a kid likes a stack of books and all those books go at once. Yes. <laughs> yes. Be like, I need them all. No one yeah. else can read them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's, let, we'll talk a little bit about your 
book. I, as I said, I won't be asking you to do a reading, but could you describe the book and the story for those who haven't read it yet? Yes. Um, that's my sweater. Well, it was, it's funny because it came about, I was looking through some pictures of when I was little and there's this sweater that I had, I think it said I'm an original creation on it or something. I think that's what it said. Anyways, um, it's, it, it's, and the whole, uh, how much I loved that sweater and just not like wanting to, to give it up. Right. And, um, it sparked a story about sharing. Cause I, I have a younger brother. I don't have an older brother. Um, and I had a hard time sharing. I, you know, just to, it's always difficult, especially at certain ages. You're just like, no, oh, that's mine. Um, and so the story is ultimately about how we can learn to give up or let go of things that we love when they no longer fit us or serve us so that other people can then love them or move into those spaces. Um, and how it allows once, once we do that, we can move on to other things. Um, and, um, it, it, it was a story originally about myself and my brother and then adding in the, the older brother all of a sudden made her a middle child, um, which I was uh, reading some reviews and, and, and some people were just like, wow, a fantastic, a book about a middle child um, and all, and about sharing. And then also I heard adults were reading that book quite a bit as well. And um, I actually chatted with a gentleman um, recently who started to cry. And he said, this is such a beautiful illustration of having to let go of things, you know, like, and he's like using, almost using a sweater, um, which it, it is literally a sweater of it <laughs> for him. He's like, it felt like a metaphorical sweater of just letting go of, of something in his life that didn't work anymore. So yeah, so this book is, I feel it's for kids and grownups, I guess, you know, where it's like letting go of the things that we love when we're little, which can be things. And then as adults can be, you know, things or situations. Yeah. As you were describing that, like that letting go of things that don't serve us. I mean, I think those are lessons we will learn forever. It, yes. as it's not something that stops when we're kids. Yes, yes. We will start a, a picture book group for adults one day. I'm just like... <laughs> I signed up for that. <laughs> I would love that. I don't have kids of my own, but oh my goodness, I love picture books. They're so great. Oh yeah, like the book, they all, they all saw a cat. Oh, that just... I remember the first time going through it and I was just like, wow. It was just amazing. Um, and there's so many other books as well, you know, that just they they bring points home beautifully um, that marrying pictures and, and words together in such a beautiful way can really allow something to sink in in a beautiful way. Yeah. Yeah. I often think like people I've heard people talk about picture books in a way that kind of like oversimplifies them. And I think, you know, I, I'm fortunate that I get to look at so many beautiful picture books for work. And yeah. I mean, there is a, there is a magic to a beautifully like thought out and crafted picture book because it's not easy to marry images and words and think about the reader who is, they're a very different reader than adults are. And often adults are involved in that reading as well. Yeah. So you get a double audience, um, which I always love. And I, when I create, I always try to remember that um, where usually, you know, yes, the, you know, the little kiddo is going to be reading it, but then also um, 
an adult, you know, it could be a parent or an uncle and or aunt or, or a, you know, um, anyone. And it's nice to be able to get that, you know, it just kind of, it's like everybody is getting a little bit of something out of it. So, yeah. Yeah. And I love that magic of like when you're sitting with a great picture book and you flip the page and there's like that moment or that kind of like awe or excitement or laughter that you just yeah. don't get with a novel. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, maybe with the novel, it's more of a gasp, like, you know. <laughs> oh my God, there's so many texts on that, so much text on that page. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you were talking about your younger brother. Um, what was it like for you as an older sibling to have to go through those uh, relationships and that kind of sharing? I always remember when my sister was little. Uh, I tried to sell her at a garage sale next door. I put her in a box and like just kind of slid her in and was like, well, let's see how this goes. How much um, can we get for you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, it's a weird thing. I think it's a weird thing for older siblings to all of a sudden have this new person appear. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, I remember there was excitement, you know, and then you're just like, wow, he's very noisy. Yeah. Um, and uh, we did have this little stuffy, um, it was a mouse, um, and I, I speak French as well, so we called it mouse in French, which is souris, and uh, we used to, you know, have to, we'd have to share, you know, which was not easy, um, you know, one night he fell asleep with with the little mouse, and, you know, the other night I did, and, um, but even with, uh, with anything like food, right, where it's just like, I want to try that. Like, no, it's fine. You know, and just, and, and always having the parent come in and, and say, okay, you know, you have to share. Um, but even growing up too, uh, I think what ends up happening is sharing on a basic level gets, you know, slowly learned sometimes um, I was pretty stubborn about it, yeah. <laughs> but then too, going into adulthood, I mean, there's moments as well that, you know, it's sharing is, um, is something that is continuously worked on or, or like, or letting go. Um, I mean, as, uh, as a, as a kid, again, it's like the, the smaller things, but then as you grow up as an adult, it's almost like, you know, letting go of a job that doesn't serve you anymore. And oh, that whole idea of, well, if I go, then I can, move on to something that I'm going to be excited about. And now I've opened up this opportunity for someone else to come in and be excited about that job. And so, you know, it, 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 it's a, it's a lesson that is continually, like you were talking about earlier, it's continually learned. So, yes. Yeah. yeah it's so interesting too. Cause it's, it's like, I feel like an adult too, there's such a balance especially in the world that we live in now with like social media and that it seems like that line of like also keeping a little bit for ourselves, but knowing what to keep for ourselves is a challenge yeah. too. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, it's, it's fascinating because, you know, this, having this book about sharing is, it could also go, you know, the other way too, where it's like oversharing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we do not need to see everything you eat. No. Um, thank you very much. But yes, yeah. I am guilty about of the everything I eat photos. Oh, no. or everything I cook. <laughs> everything I cook. Yeah. Sure. Also, there's an excitement too. Yeah. 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 Um, something I love so much about the book is that it reads like a graphic novel. Um, and I know you kind of work in that form a bit. What do you enjoy about graphic novels as a way of illustrating and telling stories? 
it's it kind of like so I used to work in animation um not like not the um uh feature but uh, more in video games um and I just I really love how it feels like a, almost like a frame by frame of you know like slowed down so you can really take it in um and you can tell more of a story like a, a richer story um I I so I did in um inject a little like a few pieces of sort of comic book style to tell more story um which was really fun it was that was fun to like almost like multimedia a little bit um I I started to work on a graphic novel and I have to say kudos um to people who have worked on those because wow the amount of time and effort and love and storytelling and all those pieces is just it's absolutely phenomenal um yes so it was fun to be able to dabble a little bit without getting overwhelmed <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 it's it's kind of like a like the set, the speech bubbles and that sort of thing remind even the way you eat the characters with their big eyes. I love the big eyes. Oh, um, thank you. It reminded yeah. me a little bit of like that that graphic novel or comic book approach to a story. Yeah, yeah, and then the limited color palette, um, yeah. which was something I I'm trying to remember. Oh yeah, so I wanted to pick a color palette that felt very fresh and and use limited colors. Um, it just uh, those limitations sometimes with something can actually uh, open up greater possibilities. And so it was fun to be able to go through each page and and just use the colors. And then when there was punchy moments, like, you know, color scripting it in a way that it's just, you know, the, the, the sort of uh, that lovely red color, which is kind of like an orangey red, just really pops. And you can feel her emotion of like, you know, Ugh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the the colors was on my list of things to to ask you about because I I always notice that as I've become asked more people questions about uh, picture books through my work, it's like I st do start to notice now. Oh, that's interesting. The color palette and and how that really does. I mean, it is an extra level of storytelling because it conveys something different that you wouldn't if you had like the full uh, array of colors being used. Yeah, that was that was actually something that I was uh, had learned in animation, and um, also having the privilege to go, um, well, so, some of the Pixar books, and and actually visiting Pixar, and and when they were working on a movie, uh, they'd actually take you to um, spaces that had on the wall. They're like, well, this is the the last movie we worked on, and these are the steps behind it, and the whole the the color scripting that goes on behind the scenes and just like you said the colors that inject a mood or a feeling into something and so as a um a storyteller um it was so fun to 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 play with that and and to allow you know the limitation of color um to come into play and then to, to yeah to use the different colors for the different emotions and and yeah and um you, there definitely is storytelling using using colors as well it's just it's um it's so fun to to look at it from all these different facets when it comes together yeah yeah and i mentioned the, the eyes and the big eyes mm -hmm. and i i was going looking at your website and i i off, i've saw a lot of big expressive eyes in your characters how did you come to that style for for your characters and what is it about the eyes that you love kind of showcasing 
Oh, so when I, it was interesting because when I transitioned from animation into storybooks, um, that was one thing that I had noticed was um, like the, the eyes are a very beautiful way to express, express emotion. And there were a few times where it was asked for just the dot eyes and it can be quite um, tricky to express using um, just the, the little uh, dot eyes sometimes. So um, for me, I really love to show expression through, through my images. It's funny. You should see one of the original um, illustrations I drew of um, Olivia when she's really angry and I was, they were just like, Oh, you got to tone that down. She's <laughs> like, she's raging, you know, and it's just, um, but I just, I love um, being able to get such a range of emotion, right? Because you can have the mouth just like, mm, you know, like a line kind of thing. And then the eyes can really tell. Um, and, you know, even when you, when we look at each other and we see emotion on the face, you can really see what someone's feeling through the eyes. Um, so it was fun to play. And, uh, and I, yeah, I just, I love using the, the, the big, the big eyes with the, the eyebrows and then the lower lid too, to sort of like bring in the exact emotion that you're trying to get. Yeah. We learned so much about expressing ourselves with our eyes, didn't we? When we had no, no, had to cover the lower half of our mouth with masks. Yeah, all be yeah. eyes. <laughs> exactly. You're like, how do I say hello with my eyes in a way that just says hello or just say yeah. hello or, or leave me alone? Or yeah. yeah. My partner and I always laughed about, uh, I don't know if you ever watched, um, what was that? top model where uh Tyra oh, yes. Banks always talked about smize yes, yes, yes. <laughs> totally smizing yes exactly yeah. I yeah I, I actually Tyra Banks is she, she should be a teacher of eye expression yes. um but I do yes I remember her talking about that one where it's just like that subtle kind of um movement of the eye or, or just like the 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 wideness or the the way that the the muscles in the face are pulled and Yes, I totally remember smizing. Yeah. <laughs> As I was doing research, I, I noticed that you, of course, also work and just illustrate, uh, not just illustrate, but you collaborate with other authors to illustrate books. What do you enjoy about working on a project where you're kind of the, the, the whole creative mind behind it? You get to do the story and the illustration versus when you're you're the illustrator. Uh, well, so I initially started out illustrating because I love helping people pull what they have created from imagination into reality. Um, authors do that with words, illustrators do it with images and illustration. Um, and to work with somebody and read their story and I can, it's almost like uh, I'll read it and then I can close my eyes and I can picture. It's so vivid. It's like I, I see pictures. Actually, to be honest, in reality, when I look around, it's like a, it's like a cartoon. So um, I just, <laughs> I've always been that way. Um, but then I had a few stories that I really wanted to tell myself. Um, stories that I felt very strongly about. And it was um, gaining the confidence uh, to step into that space. And I'm very grateful to um, my agent, uh, Kelly Sonic. She was just, it was lovely to, to step into the writing space to um, really understand how to tell a good story with picture books, um, marrying the, the, yeah, again, the illustration with the words. Um, but, uh, 
specifically the, the the first book series that I wrote with Kevin the Unicorn. Um, this I think the second one was all around the the fact that uh, I think it's why can't we be bestie corns? It's like we can't be best friends with everyone, but we can always be friendly because as a kid, you're always, you know, told be friends, you can be friends. And it's like, but I don't want to be friends with that person, you know? And, and it's kind of like, okay, you know what? You're right. That's right. Also, you can be nice to them. Yeah. You don't have to be a jerk. Um, so it was, what I was wanting to do was tell stories that were um, more authentic as than, than, you know, like, or if you have a bad day, you know, we all got ice cream and everything was fine. She's like, well, you know what, sometimes it's just fine to sit in your emotions for the moment and feel them. And, and, you know, we're human, we experience all the emotions, you know, and then it's, and then move on. Yeah. And, uh, so with the sweater story, uh, with Olivia, it was, and it was great because my editor at, um, um, at Dial, uh, Ellen Cormier, she, it was great because it was like having Olivia come to that place of sharing in her, on her own, like taking that agency of, and that's why I, we had added the, the second brother was because it's like, she's seen that before it was just like, oh yeah, no, this sweater is mine. You know, my, my little brother doesn't get it. I'm going to drag him across the floor and I'm going to try and get him out of it. Um, but then having seen that and then going like, what? Well, I, I don't know what that's like, but I, I guess I can try it. Yeah. You know, um, it feels more authentic than, and then she just decided to share her sweater. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So having the privilege, uh, to both write and illustrate. Um, I try, I, I try to be very thoughtful and I, and I, I'm not to say that not anyone else does, but for myself, I, I try to really, um, come at it from different, different angles. Um, yeah, that was yeah. a very verbose response. <laughs> it's, okay. it's, it's interesting because I, I, other people have talked about that, that importance of giving, characters agency in kids books I think is is it seems to take on more significance for for whatever reason it, it's important to have those characters and also I, I've heard a lot too people kind of leaning into the fact that a kid's book doesn't have to have a, a happy tidy ending that that things can be a bit unresolved because that's a bit more true to life and it's okay for kids to to experience discomfort too yes Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's, um, yes, yes. <laughs> um, all right. I have uh, just one more question for you and it is what's inspiring the work you're doing these days. Ooh, ah, leaning into the magic and being in the moment. So I, was a bit of a workaholic and um really wasn't enjoying the moment it was it was creating putting out there wanting to hear back and just and then just keeping going um and so now i am enjoying the deliciousness of slowing down um i have no social media i quit all of it a year ago and it just has helped me sit and you know, sit on the patio, feel the wind, 
watch the hummingbirds, you know, just taking these delicious moments to just really slow down and to notice all of the magic that is around us at all times. And before I just found myself going so fast that I was exhausted and I didn't, I didn't see as much as I see now. Um, and so, you know, there's moments where something happens and you're like, oh, wow, that would be a beautiful story. Or you, you have the opportunity to talk to somebody and they say something that sparks, um, an, an idea or, um, you have a delicious lunch and you're just like, Oh yeah, it just, so for myself, it's more of a slowing down and enjoying and and it's coming into balance more. So it's, um, it's not doing nothing, but not doing everything. (laughs) That was Jessica von Inner Ebner. Jessica is the author and illustrator of that's my sweater which is a finalist for the Christy Harris Illustrated Children's Literature Prize. If you would like to find out more about the BC and Yukon Book Prizes, visit our website at bcyukonbookprizes.com. You can also, of course, find us on social media, on Instagram and Facebook. Next time on Writing the Coast, you'll hear my conversation with Emily Sio. Emily is the author of The Science of Boys, which is a finalist for the 2023 Sheila A. Egoff Children's Literature Prize. Thanks for listening to Writing the Coast.